Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Welcome to episode 37 of Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games uh, franchise, through news stories, book analyses, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. My name is Matt. I'm Mariah. And I'm Kira. And we have record-breaking eight interesting news stories, some of which are huge news uh, you're not going to want to miss. Okay, this is boring. Can I do it? Because you're not doing it justice. Do it. Okay. Terrible. We have a record-breaking eight interesting news stories, which are huge news you are not going to want to miss. Those oh will God. spark a lot of discussion and will consume a good portion of the episode. So as usual, we have our chapter analysis on cha- Catching Fire, this time on chapter... XXX. No, no. <laughs> Come on. No, no, no. How, what chapter are we 11. on? Eleven. Eleven. Um, our music connection segment and a new twist to our book recommendations. So we wanted to debut a new segment on this episode, but we have, but because we have so many news stories, we'll just have to wait until next episode. I'm hooked. That was a good intro. Yeah, here. you you gotta have feeling, Matt. You gotta you know love yeah, love I, it. I don't have that. <laughs> so Nightlock is looking for a new co-host. <laughs> that's that's funny. the first major news story. No. <laughs> All right. No so hiring. <laughs> that's not funny. So we'll jump right into the news stories, pan and post, where we update you on the most major Hunger Games news stories in the franchise since our last episode. And because our last episode was earlier in the month, um, we do have a lot to catch up on. So number one, news broke the day after we recorded the last episode that the Hunger Catching Fire director, Francis Lawrence, is set to direct the final two parts of the franchise, Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, which, as we know, are going to be two separate movies. Mm-hmm. So Lionsgate confirmed this major news by tweeting, Lions, quote, Lionsgate has tapped Francis Lawrence to direct the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 and the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. So um, it is official since Lionsgate um, announced it and confirmed it. Mm. So, what are our thoughts on this? I like that he's staying on for it, and at least it'll be consistent. But yeah. I also think that we can't, it's too early to decide, because we don't know how his directing is yet. I mean, obviously Lionsgate knows, because they've seen it, but... But they haven't it, seen a final like, product. We have to see his adaptation to the books, and like how if he stays true to the books, or like doesn't do a job like Gary Ross did, but... I um, didn't, hey, you just said a bad word, I'm and sorry. on top of this... I'll bleep it out. I didn't think Gary Ross did that bad of a job. I don't know. I mean... You're just mad because of certain things that I don't want to go into because I'm tired of talking about them with you. No, no, no. And I think it'll be good because, okay, I'm shameless and I have seen most of the Twilight movies. Same here. I've seen Same all here. Of them. We have to see part two. We haven't gotten there. I want to see I'm, part two. Anyways. We I'm, not pay, I'm not paying 10 50 to see it. Not happening. Edmund. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. But, um, so someone else originally directed the first one. And then I'm pretty sure it changed for the second, third, fourth, and... I feel like it was... I'm going to say Bill Condon. I don't know if that's correct, but I know he is a name in the franchise. I'm not sure exactly. I think he was director... But I think they stayed with the same for some for the, of the rest end of the movies or something instead like that. Of, yeah, the first yeah. one was a different one, and I don't think they really liked the way it came out. And they changed directors for the second, and I think yeah. they've kept with him. So that might be what's going. That on would make sense, just looking at the styles of the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, sorry to compare the two again, but um, yeah, we're. I mean, you got to compare it to major franchise and all that. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to wait and see how the audience reacts before signing him. Yes, because I mean, they already did, so there's no going back on it. Well, I mean, unless he could. drops out. Mm. Yeah, like Gary Ross. But, um, I don't know, but then if they did that, they wouldn't have enough time to start filming. 
mm-hmm. and then wait for a draft of the film yeah. and all that. Like, time-wise, they don't have enough time. The only reason that they're filming so early is so that Jen can film um, X-Men later. They're, right. That's oh. why they're filming so early, because this is being released in a year, mm-hmm. November 22nd. I hope they don't rush it. Oh, my God. Less than oh, 365 days. Woo! Mm. But, um, <laughs> but this does give us a good indication that Francis Lawrence is doing a fantastic job since Lionsgate already signed him. So yeah, it's a good or, or it could just be Lionsgate is desperate to keep a director, so they're just going to sign the. Um, I mean, I don't think it's that bad. Maybe. <laughs> but it, no, it's also logical. But I don't, I don't think it's that bad to like switch directors. Like it's kind of nice to have new perspectives. Like the Harry Potter films, for instance. Like the first two were by the same guy, Chris Columbus, but then, you know, a couple following that were different directors. Mm-hmm. Mike Newell was the fourth one. The third one was, I always say his name wrong, so I don't even want to attempt that. But, um, yeah, so it's like, I, I think like in their favor, it worked out well. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it turns out. So in other related Catching Fire news, um, a short teaser for Catching Fire premiere mm-hmm. with Breaking Dawn Part 2. It showcased the flaming Mockingjay pin that has become the Hungarian's icon. And then the Mockingjay then transforms into the Mockingjay in the cover of the U.S. version of the Catching Fire book. So it kind of comes from out, like, inside the pin, like, contained the pin to, like, outside of it. To that one right there. So, yeah, on the cover of Catching Fire. Um, and then the line, every revolu- revolution starts with a spark, flashes on the screen, followed by the release date, which is November 22nd, 2013, as we just said, with Rue's whistle playing in the background. Mm. Based on recent box office numbers, the best five-day Thanksgiving box office ever occurred last weekend, with an estimated $288 million accumulated at the domestic box office. So, with this information, it's looking like Thanksgiving is really the weekend to have movies come out. Other than Christmas, I guess, those are kind of the big holidays, and that's when moviegoers kind of attend. No, I, I think so, but I think Christmas is more of like a more popular holiday. Like, Thanksgiving is just kind of, like, one day, whereas Christmas goes on for, like... Personally, I never... Weekends. Oh, yeah, weekends. For weekends, yeah. Yeah, because it's saying... Because I was going to say, I never see movies on a holiday, and with, you know, I'm doing something with my family, or I'm doing... A lot of families do that, which is sad, that they can't just talk and stuff. They're going to go see a movie instead. for Christmas Day, maybe it's all right. Like, after you open your presents, then you go to see a funny movie or something. Or maybe, like... I love Like, during the day, I guess... And then for Thanksgiving, too, like, you could do it during the day. Like, yeah. take the kids while the mom is making... I'm setting a, a, a strange <laughs> picture, but... So stereotyping America. Yeah. Like, yeah. housewife, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, so, I mean, I think this is, like, a good indicator for, you know, how well Catching Fire is going to do, because for those of you that aren't aware, the movies are going to be released Thanksgiving weekends, the rest of them on out, like, the next three movies. So mm-hmm. they've already set those dates out, which... You know, it's, um, so this will probably turn off the major films, other major films from premiering it, so there won't be a lot of competition, because mm-hmm. other films are going to be like, oh, we don't want to, you know, compete with them, so we'll choose they another already, weekend, so they already yeah. set it out. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to do really well based on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be a good factor in everything. Yeah. Um, the other movies that are going to kind of be competing with them, um, there were trailers for these anticipated movies. Um, that premiered with Breaking Dawn Part 2. Um, these include The Host, Beautiful Creatures, and The Mortal Instruments. They're making Beautiful Creatures a movie? Yeah. Did you read that? No, I never read it because... I started it. I need to finish narrates it. it, and I don't like that. Right. Yeah. I'm not into that. Um, and then the, the, But The Host, I'm really... I, I still have to read. I, I started that, too, and I never finished okay, it. Okay. The Host, I don't know how other people feel about it because it is a long book, so I think that kind of... And it's like, Stephanie Meyer, so yeah, it's like, oh, boy. So that, those two things together scares people away scare people away, but, um, I think, 
I I'm I really really like the host. Like I've read it like three times. And I like the actor. I oh I can't remember Sersha. her name. Yes. Yeah. You say it's spelled like S A O S R. It's really weird spelling. Yeah. It's it's like Irish. So I'm a pro. No. Yeah. I'm Irish. I should know this. Yeah. Um. It's Sersha. Yeah, I like her. She was in Lovely Bones and The City of Ember. Yeah, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. But the thing about the movie, I'm afraid the movie will ruin the book for me, which I really enjoyed the book. Probably movies ruin the book. Do, yeah. So do we think that Catching Fire... Fire. Catching Fire? <laughs> Catching Fire? It's an office story. <laughs> <laughs> the office turns into Catching Fire. <laughs> they should do that. Yeah, so... So what I meant to say was, do you think Catching Fire will be the most popular out of these three books... Um, that are being turned into movies, which is The Host, Beautiful Creatures, and The Mortal Instruments. I don't know. I think it's between The Hunger Games and Mortal Instruments. See, I think The Hunger Games is going to beat them, because Mortal Instruments is like, they're not coming out the same weekend, just to um, clarify. These are just coming out um, over the year. Yeah, 2013 films um, that are kind of that, I don't want to say sci-fi, because... I know that Mortal Instruments is sci-fi, just, but... Oh, no, you're right. Mortal you're right. More fa- fantasy, I guess yeah. you could generalize yeah, it. But, what were you saying? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would do But, you know, I, I think it is just because Mortal Instruments, I don't like the casting. And I was so going to be behind Mortal Instruments, but... I know the Hunger Games is going to win, and this is why. Win what? <laughs> Winning. <laughs> <laughs> going to win over these other... <laughs> Movie. I don't know what they're going to win, but I know that they're going to beat them. That's what it meant to say. You mean like box office wise? Yeah, I guess, there you go. Yeah, money wise, popularity wise. Because to me, in my opinion, I mean, I'm not really sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure that the host, beautiful creatures, and the mortal instruments, all the three of them tend to be really focused on young adults, and I yes. feel like it hasn't had much. As much success in the adult range. I have to say Mortal Instruments, though, a little bit, like, not just young adult, but more like, you know those those Twilight moms that, like, love the books? Yeah. Some of those kind of leak into the... Yeah, oh my god, they're scary. Um, Some of those kind (laughs) of leak into the Mortal Instruments because Jace is, like, you know, kind of like Edward in the sense that he's, like... Yeah. A yeah. sex symbol and everything and everything. Mm-hmm. But, um... I just know that, like, if I said to my mom... No, my mom doesn't count because she knows I do, do this podcast. But if I said to someone, oh, you know, the Hunger Games movie, they would know it. Or if I said the book, yeah. the Hunger Games, they like would know Like our English it. teacher or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if they're you, English, so that's a little different. I don't know. You know, just if you said to someone, oh, the Hunger Games, they would probably know what you were talking about. Right. Oh, that's a book and now it's a movie. But if you said something like... Oh, the host, beautiful creatures, the mortal instruments. Yeah. They don't really know, you know? But I think out of them, mortal instruments is definitely... Yeah, that's the top runner. Top, but yeah. And I, they've been around for years, because I remember you reading them 7th, 8th grade. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I should read that, because Mariah's reading it. Yeah. So then I started reading it, like, sophomore year, like, 2010. Yeah. So, but. yeah, I, I just think that um, they won't... The other movies won't be able to compete with The Hunger Games, because... Yeah. Because, like, a, a lot of adults like The Hunger Games, like, more adults than, I think... The other books? Because it really appeals to any age. I mean, not yeah. not little kids, but anyone over, like, 12, 13, it appeals to. Yeah. You know, like, my grandparents saw it. They actually understood it, which is amazing. Cause yeah. Because it's not about that, like, age thing. It's kind of... Right, yeah. I'm it's not very universal. Say it's timeless. I'm just going to say it's almost, like, ageless. But it almost is timeless. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Because you're in a whole different, like, time period, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's different... Uh, not a different world, but it's a very evolved world. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I just don't think the others can compete. Yeah. Um, 
And also, Lionsgate has called attention to another book fandom that they're evolving into a franchise, so they've bought the rights to this to make it into a movie. And this is Divergent, which Mariah and I have both read. I don't remember your opinion on Divergent. I liked it. We're reading it in book club, by the way. You weren't there I know. the other day. Read Just it. Just so you um, know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I... Wait, did you want to finish? I don't want to... No, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm asking your opinion. Oh, This okay. is where you jump in and contribute. <laughs> okay, here I go. Um, <laughs> I liked Divergent, but when I think back to it, and I've tried to start it again, like, oh, yeah, I'll read this book again. It just, the plot for me isn't one that I want to... It's like, I know it. Like, I kind of knew what was going to happen before I read the book, and now that okay. I've read it, it's just so predictable. Like, too predictable to read again. And there's... A second book out, and I don't... Insurgent. Yeah, and it's been out for a while, and nothing's really drawn me to read it. I know. It's it's on my list. I have, like, 20 books on my list I'm supposed yeah. to read. It came, it came out in May. Um, It was right around when um the other book for Mortal Instruments came out. Oh, yeah. I stopped reading those after a while, too. City of Lost Souls, um, which that was good, too. Why? Why was but that good? I don't... City of Lost Souls. Okay, going to Mortal Instruments... Okay. The we books, need to have a podcast just on this. The books <laughs> were supposed to end after... Yes, you know well, what I mean? We miss them. We miss no. the characters. Just tell me how this, it ends. No, I'm not telling it's you It's not about you. It's about our listeners, too. It's yeah. just like, the book was supposed to end when what they were trying to the accomplish in the glass. beginning, yeah. with, I mean, like, romance-wise, was accomplished by the end. That's the end. And that was accomplished in the third book, and then for some reason there was a fourth and a fifth and a sixth and a seventh and an eighth and a ninth. Well, no, it's, it stops at six, but... Oh, it does? Yeah, I mean, she, she, cause she's writing. You think she's gonna pick it up at a seven? No, again. no, no, no. Because she is, she's, <laughs> she's writing another series, um, Infernal Devices. That's a separate series. Oh, right. That's like their, I read the that's first someone's that. grandfather. Yeah, I don't know if I'll read the other one. I already bought it, so I feel like I should. Yeah. But, um, no, it's just sitting there. Yeah, and then she's, she's writing another series about Shadowhunters. So there's three different series. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to keep track. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, overall, just... What was your opinion on Divergent? Oh, oh, my opinion. I loved it. I have to say, like, I don't know if it's because I'm naive and I'm kind of like, no, oh, this not is great. At all, no, But I didn't, I didn't really find it predictable. I was like, wow, I can't believe this happened. I don't know. I mean, you're Maybe, a little more sophisticated No, I don't think so. A little bit. You're, I do drink coffee. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my OJ can't, can't I just, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> I... What's it called? I don't... I think it's just... Maybe I'm just, like, fooling myself. Like, you know when you, like, think back to something and you say, oh, that was so bad, but when you actually... I think when you, you read go- a book, it's like, how did I not see this coming? Because, yeah. Because, you know... I don't know. I just... I think it was an bias. original... It is an original plot. Huh. But now that there's so many dystopian novels it is. out... I yeah. think I'm just so used... You got so Matched, used- you got yes. Insurgent... Or, sorry, Divergent, mm-hmm. Hunger Games... Delirium. Um, yeah, Delirium. Uh, The Giver. I yeah. mean... Maze Runner, there's so many. Yeah, that's like but a I'm new... such a sucker for dystopian books. Yeah. I just now think it's they're like, amazing. It's too... Unwind, just to throw another one out there, you know. It's like, I've seen it, been there, done yeah. that. I mean, do do we think that, like, you know, that these other dystopian and fantasy, like, movies and novels will give Hunger Games a run for their money? Or do you think Hunger Games is really the top dog? Yeah, I just, I think Hunger Games is the top dog. I think so. Yeah. Not only is it, like, a great it's story. it's so original. It's, it's just like, yeah. No one can touch it. it. It really is the next Harry Potter. Like, this is the next franchise. Like, we only have the first movie, so we don't really get a feel for how big the fan base is going to be. Yeah. But, Until I mean, it's just, movie. like... Yeah, it's crazy. And I just... <laughs> what? I don't even know where I was going with that. Um, 
movie. Just catching fire and... Oh, no can. one can touch the Hunger Games because it's, like, it's an idea that they're... It's not just someone's, like, life and I live in a dystopian world and it's my life in the dystopian mm-hmm. world. It's, like, yes, that is going on, but it's, like, then there's a whole other aspect of the games. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, no one can touch that. Like, everyone's, like... I feel like every other book is just like, this is my life in the dystopian world. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of books, especially dystopian books, copy The Hunger Games in some way. Like, Divergent, Triss, she's yeah. just a wreck with Club Katniss. Yes. That's- in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, she's like, she. you see her character evolve, she's very brave and yeah. everything, and like, she's courageous, and she'll stick up for what she believes in. She that's sticks a lot up for other female. people. Kira, that's a lot of female That is characters. true, but just the way that... How they're both dystopian, like, there's so many of the similarities that it's, like, it's not, like, oh, Hermione and Katniss. It's, like, that's yes. two different worlds. If you're, you're the so same right. world and the same character, it gets a little too repetitive. You're so and right. They, and how there's five factions, there's 12 districts, like, I yeah. mean, when I was, ex- when I explained the book to people, I'm, like, well, instead of districts, there's factions. Yeah. And instead of this, there's that, and so on and so the forth. The words are synonymous. Basically, right. it's, like, if you go to dictionary.com, go on th- <laughs> you, did you see me try and start it? <laughs> the Saurus. The Saurus. The Saurus. The Um And if you looked up the word district, faction would come up. Or if you looked up yeah, the word exactly. faction, district. district. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you're right. But if you look at, that was such a great example that if you look at Hermione and Katniss. Yeah, like, it's okay that they're, they're completely different characters, but they're both strong. Right. I love that comparison. That was a really yeah. good... Thank you. Like, they're yeah, both great characters, and they're not the same. They're not at all the same. They're so... They stand yeah. out apart from each other. But I do think, what I was going to say before, is that, yes, all these characters seem alike, because, te- like, really, you wouldn't want to read about a weak character. You don't want to read well, about someone who doesn't... Like, Hamish is kind of, like... Weak, I would say, or like Effie or Prim. But like, like you have those, not as a main character. Like, I don't think there would be a story if she was weak. If any, yeah, if she'd be dead if she was weak. That's true. It would have ended on page ten. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that I feel for the these authors because it's like, no, they don't want to be like other books, but they don't want to write a character that isn't interesting. Yeah, and something else. Just sorry, this is really long session, but it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, something else that is kind of copied from the Hurrians, or it's not really copied, but it kind of sparked that um, interest in archery. That now you see all these TV shows of archery. I hate that. Like. Like, Revolution, I started watching yes. that. We should totally do a segment relating Revolution to Hunger Did you watch it? Do you, do you watch it now? No. Okay, we'll have to have a session and watch it. I can that. watch it if you want. Was yeah. it good? Yeah, it's, it, it's really good. But it's like, she's just Katniss. She's just but she's Katniss. That is true. That is true. And I she's got like brown that. hair. <laughs> and a bow and, and arrow. And she, she wears a leather jacket. <laughs> I mean, boots. oh my God. And boots. <laughs> she's got boots. But, like, you see, like, Brave, for instance, in Disney. Yes. You see Archer. Is that the show? I haven't watched it. It's like a guy with a bow and arrow. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> His last name just happens to be Archer. He's a spy. He doesn't yeah. actually use a bow and arrow. Just kidding on that one. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I mean, and Percy Jackson. No, you probably there's, um, there's characters in there that... Use bow and arrow. I mean, that's before Hunger Games. But I feel like Hunger Games, like, everybody's like, wow, archery's popular again. Yeah. And that's because of the Hunger Like, Games. the little kids I work with, they're like, I take archery class. And yeah. I'm like, cool. Yeah, like, I talked to an archery teacher um, at a local YMCA, and he was like, archery, you know, interest in it has spiked dramatically since the movie. It was, I know I said this before in a different podcast, or in a different episode of this podcast. Because <laughs> um, you're on multiple podcasts, right? M- uh, multiple. Um, but... 
uh, archery was the number one watched sport. Yeah, um, I remember you reporting 18 on that. And, like twenty-four year olds or something during the Olympics, which That's is really awesome. interesting because it's you know not that eventful. It's not like it's not a com- uh, co- compact contact sport. Yeah, so it's not so as it's, exciting as yeah. people want it to be. I think it's that's very cool, yeah. and it's a reflection that America loves archery. Woo, woo. Okay. All right. So we're only on three. Number three. Oh my god. Okay. The that was more of the intense discussion. This is more um, me just reporting on news. So the 2013 People's Choice Awards will air on January 9th, so mark your calendars. The Hunger Games has received seven nominations. Voting has already begun, so you can visit peoplechoice.com to vote for all your faves, including the Hunger Games. So I'm just going to kind of go through the categories, and we can just kind of, you know, just talk about it. Just say the categories. All right. So the most <laughs> pre- prestigious category is favorite movie. Um, Hunger Games is nominated, along with The Avengers, probably its most um, competitive one. Maybe Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it's not in the Hudson, though. No, no. The other one is Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man. Favorite movie actress, um, Jennifer Lawrence, along with uh, Emma Stone, Anne Hathaway. Mm. People like her. That's going to be close. I think yeah. Emma Stone might get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's pretty awesome. But, like, oh, no, never mind. They didn't, have favorite, favorite they didn't have favorite male actor? They didn't have a nomination for that, unless it's down here oh, somewhere. Oh, Josh and... Oh, okay. <laughs> you're hurt. You're very wounded. Favorite <laughs> action movie. Um, they're Amazing along Spider-Man. with Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers. A lot of these are the same, like Avengers and Amazing <laughs> Men in Black Spider-Man. 3. I don't think so. No. Favorite face of heroism. Anne Hathaway, um, Jen Lawrence, and Kristen Stewart is in there. Which is basically, like, best female actress. Right. A lot of these are competitive. Like, favorite movie franchise. Madagascar is thrown in here. That's kind of weird. Top runner. Um, Hardest to win, I think, is going to be the favorite on-screen chemistry. Because they're going up against Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield for The Amazing Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. And also, what? I think it was three of them. Jen, Josh, and Liam. Oh, yeah, that's awkward. Favorite on-screen chemistry. Jen, Josh, and Liam. That's a love triangle. That's awkward, yeah. Um, Kristen and Chris from no. Snow White. So, I mean, these aren't going to win. I, Rachel I McAdams and Channing Tatum might win. They might win. It depends on the type of people that are going to be voting in these. Scarlett Johansson so, and Jeremy Renner. I don't even know who I don't, that I don't is. remember her having a romance in The Avengers. Neither did I. Don't think that would So, yeah, if I don't even realize it, then yeah. Um, and this is an interesting one. Uh, the People's Choice Awards have tagged Harim's fans as tributes. Now, um... I want to say, like, maybe a year ago. It was definitely a long time ago. We talked about what Hunger Games fans should be called. Oh, is this a new news segment? No, it's the what? same one. It's no, the same it's, one. Oh, it's the same one? Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. It, it, I'm just commenting on um, what it is. So the tributes, we're, we're called the tributes now, according to them. Um, we talked about other names like Hunger Gamers, Jabber Jays. Um, I think those were the top ones. Um, so we're against the Potterheads, which... That's tough, because I'm in both of those categories. It's even written on the back yeah, of my shirt. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta pick one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I picked Hunger Games. Um, you would? I would, because oh. I have a podcast for it. You know, i got to root for them. I guess. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Harry Potter's kind of dwindling. Taking Maxi. Ringers, which is Lord of the Rings. Rum Runners. Pirates Caribbean. Not going to win. And Twihards. Twilight. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tribunes is kind of good. That's I guess, but then it's kind of like the capital is controlling us, so that's... Oh, nice my God. But, and yeah. trip, so it could be a Jabberjay like, if you want. No, but <laughs> those are also... If I try to make this by the capital. Jabberjays aren't manufactured. Oh, yeah, they are. are. You're thinking of Mockingjays, not 
Jabber Jays are manufactured by oh, the Capitol. They're the ones that um, sounded like peop- in, in Catching Fire during the quarter quell. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Gotcha. Shut down. So, all right. So, yeah, definitely go to peopleschoiceawards.com. Yep, dot com. And go vote for the Hunger Games. So, speaking of award shows, News Story 4, the Oscars are also around the corner. So, do we think the Hunger Games will get some recognition, or is it just another fandom? Uh, fandom. Depends what it's running against. Yeah. If, yeah, if it's running against, like, Anna Karenina, then I don't know if it's going to get... Running one. against what? Anna Karenina. It's got Keira Knightley in it. Oh, I should know that, then. Um, it's got... Why would you need to know? Jude, because they both have the same name. Jude, so what? Jude, Jude Law on it. Uh, Matt Damon and I have the same name. And you're here okay, well, my name is Matt Yours is a common name. Well, you don't want to know You're that. common. <laughs> All right, get it? Streetcar name sire? Okay, anyway. Um, you guys are reading that? We read it. We finished it, yeah. Was it good? Mm, I thought it was good. It was okay. It. it was a play, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Anyways, so according, according to Gold Derby... According? According to Gold Derby, the, Oscar ha- the Oscars have received a copy of the Hurries, and so this is an indication of it being nominated. A copy of it? Yeah, a copy of it. Because right, they can't just... Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, can't someone just Riddle. buy it and be like, hey, Bob, yeah. I'm going to bring this over to your house. Let's yeah. watch it and nominate it. Because I know the Oscar committee, they're probably kind of wealthy, just yeah. to guess. Um, <laughs> and just to compare it to another fandom, um, Harry Potter has not gotten any Oscars over the ten years... Not exactly surprised with that. But, I mean, I mean, it does make sense for, like, the movies that it was going against. But mm-hmm. you'd think they'd have one Oscar. I feel like maybe they could have gotten it for, like, special effects or something. Right, yeah, especially. Like, that would have been, that would have worked. But, um, but I don't know. I, I feel like The Hunger Games is, is deeper and it has more of, um, it's, like, the way that The Hunger Games was shot, like, camera-wise, like, angles and everything and, like, camera yeah. work, I feel like it's different. It's not just another, like, um kind of blockbuster film. It's it's mm-hmm. a little more indie than other franchises that are this big kind of thing. So, who knows? New story number five. The cast and crew for Catching Fire have started to arrive in Hawaii, where they will be filming the arena scenes. Mm. This was revealed by a tweet by Sam Claflin, who will be portraying Fick. The film is expected to be wrapped by the end of summer. So, and, and as I said before, the reason they're recording, or not recording, that's what we do, Filming so early uh, is so that um, Jen can um, finish before she's needed for the X-Men First Class sequel. So. When is she filming that? I'm not sure exactly. I'm guessing it's going to be, like, you know, early in the year, like January, February, March or something. That's why they're filming so early and everything. So, so that's kind of just in passing. Um, just gives them more time to edit and perfect it. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. Um, so, New Story 6. Photos recently surfaced on the internet confirming they have started filming. Uh, so, other than Sam Claflin tweeting, now we see pictures, so we know it's for real. Um, so, particularly when the tributes are jumping off their platforms into the water, um, there's been a lot of pictures. We see Josh, Jen, Sam, and Lynn Cohen, who plays Mags, all in costume. And so this is our first look at Mags, and more importantly, Finnick, in full costume. Ooh, did we get to see him? Yes, we get to see them. So there Ooh. are a lot of pictures out there, and a lot of them are high res, or sorry, high, high resolution. resolution. So um, we do really see, like, you know, every everything. Not everything. <laughs> 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 we do get to see a lot of shots, and we get to see their, um, I don't know what they're called. We were seeing this before. Suits. Suits. Yeah. suits. Um, they've kind of, I think, I think we saw leaked photos before of the suits. 
Um, yeah, but it was just, we, I think we just got the colors of it, yeah. Yeah. So, I think they look pretty good. Uh-huh. Jen definitely looks good in them and everything. <laughs> Crush. Okay, okay. Crush in. Yeah. No. Keep going, Matt. Um, and one of the pictures, um, shows Finnick wearing his gold bangle, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Keep, no, keep going down. I'm just going for memory. Oh, nice. Um, that's actually So, yeah, we, we, we see shots of her, of... Uh, Jen like jumping into the water and everything. Um, and the cliffs in the back. It looks pretty cool because she's shaking. Um, a couple of archery shots we got there with Lynn Cohen in the background who plays Mags. Huh. Keep Go faster, Matt. And so here we see Sam Claflin um, who plays... Oh, they got an iPad. That's interesting. Um, and he's jumping in the water. And that's where you can see um, his bangle right there. So it is... You know, they are paying attention to details. So that's always something good when we see that. And we have uh, Josh Hutcherson there. He's talking to uh, Sam and (laughs) someone else. And there's this really funny picture, Matt. Keep going. There's this funny picture of um, Sam helping Josh up onto the platform. Oh, my God. That would be me. Yeah. So. They should put a ladder on that. (laughs) And there's also a lot of uh, beach Doesn't her hair look darker? Yeah. We talked about that um, a couple episodes ago. And I probably said no. It looks black here. It looks black. I don't like it. It's supposed to be brown. You know? Maybe it's just the lighting. I don't think maybe so. Maybe there's going to be a really change. dark. You know, they have the ability to lighten her color for her. Yeah, but when she lives in the district, or I guess in the capital. But that's dumb. Maybe they'll... I don't know why they would do that, yeah. though. But maybe they'll say, like, we have to change your looks for the capital. And well, I mean, if you think about it, like, movie. when Josh first got his hair dyed, it was really blonde. That's true, but that's he did that before they actually started filming. They're filming right now. They filmed the shots going diving into the water, like the, oh, no, the it could canning just, going off. Like I said, it could just be the lighting, but I guess, no, it actually isn't the lighting. No. She, that's actually the yeah, she has darker hair, which I don't like, because it's like, just keep it consistent. That's annoying. There could also be a scene like in the Capitol where yeah. they change her hair color to make her look more presentable. Yeah, we'll see. I guess. I don't know why they would do that, but... Um, I like so, it. I like it black. I don't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I like the dark brown. brown. Um, and so we see their weapons. And so, what? What is your inter- interpretation? Well, like a dead fish. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, they're eating like crabs and stuff. Or oh, that is a dead fish. Um, so what's your thoughts on um Sam Claflin as Finnick? These mm. are our first official pictures. Oh wait, yeah, I haven't even looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> go back, go back, go back. Wait, wait, wait. no, no I just want to see his man. face. Huh? See that one. He's just not doing it for me. Hmm. Like, Army Hammer was... Yeah, oh, my God. Up. Get over it. I can't get over it. He's so perfect for Finnick. And I know Hurley backs me up on this. He's so perfect. But Sam Claflin we'll is see. just... Kira, you, you were a hater before, too. Yeah. I didn't like just Lenny as... Just Maybe Sina. they didn't choose Army Hammer because he can't act. He's a really good actor. In other movies, but maybe just not for this one, too. I guess. You I just have to believe yeah. in the fate of the directors and the cast. <sighs> I have a hard time doing that sometimes. All right. Anyway. Cool photos. So, cool photos, bro. So, relating to the photos, we have an interesting news story I know Matt wants to talk about. Okay. Okay, news story number seven. <laughs> so, these photos we were just talking about, um, we see Josh and Sam playing around. It may be more than just co-actors interacting, according to an interview with MTV on the red carpet of Jennifer Lawrence's newest movie, Silver Linings Playbook. So she was asked how new actors in the franchise were blending in with the original cast members, specifically Sam Claflin, as he is, you know, one of the major characters in this film. 
She said, quote, I'm not the right person to answer this question. Josh Hutcherson is. They have a full-blown bromance. It is really romantic and adorable. Yeah, it's really cute. It's annoying, but it's cute. So, Yay! this is just kind of a funny thing I wanted to include. Yeah, um, he's making friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and something just a little, I don't know, tidbit, I guess. Um, so, this could have started with the uh, arena scene, because we know that they're filming arena scenes now. Um, oh, where Finnick performs, yeah, where, he kiss, where they kiss oh, each other. That's, that's, that's yeah, from CPR, when he performs CPR and PETA. Um, so who knows, we may be hearing more about oh, that. did I just make a kissy? I didn't mean to make <laughs> <laughs> I was, Yeah, um, yeah. didn't mean to do that. Alright, news story number eight. <sighs> this is probably the biggest today, if not, well... I don't know. It's in some of the top news stories we've ever reported. Mm-hmm. So, Scholastica's announced Susan Collins is writing another book. What? Yeah. For what? <gasps> That's so odd. It causes me so much anxiety. Except that oh, yeah, it's a picture book. Oh. <sighs> so, she's writing another book, Year of the Jungle. So, this will be her first book since the release Woo! of Mockingjay back in death. 2010. Woo-hoo! Year of the Jungle. Listen, autobiography graphical picture book, which will be released fall of 2013. An autobiographical? Listen, there's going to be a picture book about her life? No, no, it, it's it's based on her life. So, since it is a picture book, it is recommended for ages four and up. And Woo! this is where I will answer your question, Mariah. All right. Susan Collins was inspired to write a book about her father's service in Vietnam when she was in first grade. And it will be illustrated by James Primos, I want to go with. So, her dad... Um, served in, you know, wars and everything, and so, you know, I was going to say military, but I'm not exactly sure on that one. Um, this is kind of sad and a little you know, bittersweet because, you know, we're expecting, you know, another great novel or series or something, and then it's going to be a picture book for ages four and up. Yeah. So it's it's a little Whatever, a little she's got to appeal to all groups. So she's got to though. Because I don't know if her picture books were doing that well before she wrote The Hunger Games. You know right. what I mean? I and don't think she's had any picture books. I don't I think, think so. I think she has at least one. Really? Yeah, I think she actually does, because I've been on her site before. Okay. And she wrote the Gregor... The but that's not a picture book. Yeah, books. no, Those but before series. that, she okay. wrote something, too. I'm pretty right. sure. Because I know she's um, done script writing for TV shows, such as, like, Clifford Dogs, yeah. Puppy Days, yeah, and shows like that. another author. But I was going to say it's smart anyway, because now if whatever she writes a book about, she can just put the thing written by the author of The Hunger Games and like, yeah, five more it'll people sell. Will buy it. I think it will also help to make her a household name, too. <laughs> yes. That it's like she's appealing to all these different audiences so that, you know, more people are going to be talking about her and, you know, Question. she'll become better. She's smart. What? Do what? we know if Susie Bear is... Uh, Susie Bear? Susie what? Bear. No. Is, no. She, is she writing... Is she writing... Is she helping writing the script for Catching Fire? Do we know? I don't think so. I think we would have heard about that if she was. Oh, no, she must be. I mean, she must have a lot of input, but I don't think she's actually writing the script. Oh, yeah. Oh. Not like... But she's um, definitely, like, present. Oh, oh, yeah, on. yeah. I think she's... Hopefully. She's was much more involved than J.K. Rowling was for oh. um, Harry Potter, and she yeah. was pretty involved, too. Like, Susan Collins, like, for the first... At least for the first movie, um, sat down with the director and everything and, like, kind of, kind of yeah. outlined it for him. And kind yeah. of, like, you know, what you should include, what not to... Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, J.K. Rowling had to do that more just because all the books weren't out, where it's like now all the books are out, so you know what to pay more attention to and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so in talking about, um, J.K. Rowling, um, 
Susan Collins kind of went the opposite ex- extreme that J.K. Rowling did with Casual Vacancy. Casual Vacancy was, like, a little risque. Oh, And, like, she's going picture book, which is kind of funny to, like, compare them. Yeah. Um, it's funny. kind of interesting, yeah. So. Casual Vacancy, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Did that do well? Did people like that? Not really. Yeah. No, I, I think you, you have to... It, it's That came out it's, this it's year, about, right? Yeah, it came out in the fall. It's it's about, like, kind of, like, politics, and there is some things that it is for an older audience. Yeah, it's like... It's like... So... The, there is people too. The characters are older. Yeah, the characters are older. I don't think there's any like. No. I think the main the main it's character the main character thing. dies like on the first page or so. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's definitely for an older audience. Yeah, I was going to read it, but yeah, it's writing just, a world-renowned series. That's hard. To just got a little drained. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been, like, Drain, five years. Yeah, exactly. It's I been, mean, like, five years. Like, like I see why she would be drained because she has to live up to something, but, come on, she took a pretty big break. Yeah, it's five years. a lot of money. Uh, she's, she's a new day, my mom. No. All right, well, that's Bye. it for the news stories, so that took an hour. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why don't you take it away, Matt, for Through the Eyes of Captain Severdeen. Okay. Chapter 11. All right, so let's see, where did we leave off? We left off. With the um, Katniss returning from the woods, and the, she realizes that her defense is electrified surrounding District 12. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, first thing I want to point out is actually the first sentence she says in the chapter, uh, my feet back up automatically, and I blend into the trees, I cover my mouth with my glove to disperse the white of my breath into the icy air. So, like, that's just an automatic reflex for her, you know? That's it's just kind of like, that's what she automatically knows to do when there's some sort of trouble. Like, she just analyzes her surroundings in just a second and knows automatically how to conceal herself, which is essentially a really good survival technique. Actually, I'm just going to sum up the whole chapter, then I'm going to go by detail. Okay, sounds good. So basically, she goes on for three chapters about how she's going three to jump... Pages. Three pages. <laughs> <laughs> three chapters. <laughs> three pages. And deciding on which, which tree branch she should go on and which one's the perfect height. She finds her perfect branch, but she can't climb up it, so she climbs to another tree and jumps from the next branch, which is and she almost had a near-death experience, which is very scary for her, apparently. Um, You're so sassy! <laughs> and then, um, so she jumps, she realizes it's a 20-foot jump. Oh, wait, did I put LOL for that? Oh, oh no! She's oh the entire time she's very self-conscious and very like paranoid that like the thread who's the new head peacekeeper knows her uh-huh. like that she's been doing this. So that's why the fence is electrified. Um, so like she's she the spot where she's standing before she goes onto her branch. She quotes it: "Someone reported Gary kissing me in that very spot." That's like why they electrified the fence. That's what she's thinking. Um, um no. Wait, someone, <laughs> wait, someone reported me kissing it. They reported kissing Gail kissing me in that very spot, like where the fence. Like, That's the what fence she thinks. Yeah. Because remember how President Snow came to her? Like I think it was like one of the first. Oh chapters. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like I know about the kiss. Yeah. And then she's like, could there be surveillance cameras? No, really. Yeah. Well, how do you? We talked about this before. How did he know then? Well, obviously, but like, why does she have to question that? She should already know that. Yeah, you're always being watched. He literally said, "I'm watching you," basically, <laughs> like, in not so many words. He's like, like sometimes I'm watching you. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's brilliant, but sometimes she's just. I know you're like. She's like, like watched. She like, says like these stupid things that. Are, are people watching me? Like, if, what, if the I'm watching. The woods. <laughs> the woods aren't my sanctuary. What? Uh, they yeah. never were, sweetie. Um. They were, though. They were before. No. But it's been ruined by that capital. <laughs> I think we're just not sympathetic to her anymore because this is a kind of simple chapter that we can't really And we analyze. get annoyed with her because we analyze her for hours on end. Yeah. And we've talked about her so much when it, now it's like, and we know that she's going to jump over this fence. Right. <laughs> we already Off know it's going to happen. But so, <laughs> she was just, like, standing there and jumping over the whole thing. Anyways. 
We know she's <laughs> gonna, we know she's gonna, I'll make a diagram for you. Um, <laughs> we know she was gonna do this, so it's just annoying for us right now, and right. clearly for Matt. I'm glad I didn't get this chapter. She pisses me off. I I don't know. So why don't you uh, tell us about some important quotes that struck you? I just thought this was a funny one. Uh, She says, that's a dangerously long drop, even for someone who's had years of practice in trees. Uh, That's just an LOL. (laughs) <laughs> it's an LOLer. It's just an LOL. Like, it's ridiculous. Why would you... Oh, my God. You're actually... Oh, my God. Oh, please. Um, please. Go. She's actually drawing a diagram. And, um... This sounds funny. So, she... When she jumps, she lands... She feels like... For some reason, the way she described herself falling is, like, there's the sensation of falling. Then it hits the ground with a jolt that goes up my... That goes right up my spine. That is A second good. later, my... Spine? Spine. A second later, my rear end slams to the ground. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> How can you feel the impact? Oh, is it because her feet are hitting first? <laughs> so, Maybe. 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 She doesn't say anything about it. She, so saying she's like, she's, she's like, I feel the impact, then my butt hurts. And yeah. Like, like, you, like, do you feel like, is she like, does she slip and then land on her butt? Like, she's like, Zup! like, I don't know. I don't know. I just found that one that funny. That's really silly. Yeah. Oh, um, Suzanne Collins. We didn't get the image you were trying to make. <laughs> this is my diagram. I said it would be funny oh. if she didn't go to the tree and just jumped over it like regular. Like I don't know. Oh, like a twenty foot fence and yeah, she just and jumps like, right over. What? Like like a like a vampire move or something. Jedi. Gotcha. Jedi. That's Jedi. better. Much better. Jedi is much better. So then she tries to, like, make it seem like she tried really hard for her, like, her mother and Prim not to know that she was in the woods. Because mm-hmm. it would be really suspicious now that she was. Um, so she, um, so she go, she walks into the house, and um, she notices that two peacekeepers are there. And Mrs. Everdeen's really good covering up. She goes, oh, there she is, just in time for dinner. And Kat says, um, I'm very late for dinner, so, like, that's out of whack. Like, why would that happen? So her mother's covering she something up. She She says this in her Thank head, you. right? Yeah, just I'm very late for dinner. Um... And Prim and her have, like, this, like, um, little joking, like, little joking thing that, um, Katniss went out to go see if she can get, uh, Prim's goat pregnant, and then she got the directions wrong, it was like, it was definitely the East Gate. Wait, she went to go get her goat pregnant? I'm gonna go get your goat pregnant, haha, witty banter. She's just like, like, well, I haven't been talking, well, like, so where have you been? Well, I have been talking to Goatman about getting Prim's goat pregnant, because someone, because someone gave me completely inaccurate information as to where he lives. Wouldn't she know that? I mean, she's lived in District 12 for 17 It's a cover-up. Yeah, but isn't that totally obvious and see-through? No. Yeah. Maybe she's never been to him before. I didn't know there was a person who is trained in impregnating goats. Yeah. (laughs) I want that to be my job. So they have, like, a... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't. Why do I say things? (laughs) I want that to be my job. (laughs) (laughs) Sign me up. What's the major in that? <laughs> it, she, so, like, Peter goes, it was, de- Peter and Hamish are there, by the way. Um, the <laughs> just, they're just <laughs> there. Oh, they're there. Um, it, it was definitely. There are now four people in the room. <laughs> what I found funny was that, like, I think Hamish says, he goes, you don't listen when people talk to you. And I'm just like, amen, that is so true. Katniss doesn't listen to amen, anybody. Amen, Hamish, I love you, Hamish. You my I, man, Hamish. I'm a sister. Um, oh, praise the Lord. Praise the preacher. Um, <laughs> so that one, that was a little, uh, that one was funny. Um, uh, 
this is a good one. Um, this is why they've made it this far. Hamish and Peta, no, nothing throws them. True. So, like, it true. A, again, it instigates that, like, Katniss isn't rebellion material. Truth. No. No, remember I had the whole discussion that, like, she's not meant to be, like... Yeah, were you there, Mariah? Oh, yeah. No, oh, no, yeah. you were? Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, no you are. I don't yeah. know. Um... I think I agree that I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Cat. Yeah. I don't think Cat is the top one, but. But anyway, I'll comment on something else then. Um, the part that you know she's saying that this is why they've made it this far. Nothing throws them, kind of thing. Like, I think that's completely true because you need to have that skill of being able to go with the flow and like you know um, think on your feet, like in the games and like not only like in the arena but in the games that are outside the arena and you know when they're dealing with peacekeepers and everything. Yeah, all these mind games and like you know. You, you could say one wrong thing, your whole family can be killed. Yes. So I think they're really good at kind of just getting that um, indication from Katniss, like, you know, just go with it kind of thing. Um, just keep going, Matt. Okay. So the peacekeepers leave after they fake it, make it seem like that she was just going out to get bandages or whatever. And, um, get her goat and knocked up. Get her goat knocked up. <laughs> um, so Katniss sits by the fire, and she stares at the fire, thinking of Bonnie and Twill, um, which is, okay, that's good. And then, like... Hoping that the heavy wet snow has erased my tracks. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, so like body and twelve, but then erase. Yeah. Like she's concerned about body and twelve, and then she automatically shifts to thinking about herself. Yeah, right. But she. Like, I, I just don't like. There's a bit like incongruency there. But like she doesn't like she thinks about Bonnie and Tool, but like what does she think about Bonnie and Tool? She just like she thinks about them, and all of a sudden she shifts to thinking about like hoping the snow has erased her tracks. That is kind of annoying that she spends a whole chapter. I mean, it is first person, so it's hard. But you're not constantly going to think about other people. You do naturally think about yourself more. Right. But this was like a big event that it just happened. Like she learned about the rebellion and she wasn't thinking about the rebellion anymore. So she's really not talking about the rebellion in these chapters? No. Even though, like, she says, like, I mean, one... She is 17 years old, though. She says, like, one thing that, that like, um, I told Gail I would stay and fight anyway instead of, like, instead of escaping. Right. And she really... I don't think she really mentions the rebellion in this. Like, the... That's... you think she'd be, like, analyzing that, and what should I do, and what they did that last and, chapter, but, like, again, I guess. this is a big thing, and now that you're finally seeing your family in front of you... And now that you're alone, now that she was on top of that tree, she, I mean, I guess she was in survival mode, I gotta get out of here, but on the walk back, you know, you'd think you'd be thinking about that, but I guess she's so worried about getting home that she's not thinking that. No, she's so paranoid about being arrested. Yeah, I guess so, that's that's what I'm saying. The rest of the chapter, like, she's afraid to sleep in that, like, every knock at the door, she jolts because she's afraid that it's, like, someone to overheat there to arrest her. Yeah. Um, what I found interesting, uh, one thing that shows, like, the romantic stuff is that, um, when she's ready, when she's about to go to sleep the first night, um... Peta stays with her, and she says that she doesn't want... What do you want, mean by the first night? Like, like the night after this happened, like okay. that night. Um, she goes, I don't want him to go. In fact, I want him to climb in in bed. That's supposed to be bed there. In bed with me, uh, to be there when the nightmares hit tonight. For some reason that I can't think... I can't quite form, I know I'm not allowed to ask that. Hmm. I so know really. why you can't ask that. Because you're playing games with him. Oh, I was going to say because it's inappropriate for two teenagers to... Well, I mean, that's one, but I think it's more that she, like, morally feels like she can't ask him because she knows that she kind of abused him. She's using him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She Exactly. She's using him. She, no, like, you can't go and be like, yeah, I'm not really in love with you, but oh, wait, can you sleep with me because I'm afraid of the dark? Like, that doesn't work, you know? Yeah. I don't like that. You know this, what? Is, this is what yeah. tests me about her. 
She, she can't like, make up her mind. Like, People have to make the decision for her. But oh. yeah. romantically, yeah, I would like to see them, like, I think that would Go be really it. cute. No. I think, yeah. it be, I think it would be cute to see them, and they do it later, where, not it, but like, <laughs> <laughs> this whole conversation. <laughs> like, when they're, like, laying in the same bed, and he's, like, comforting her. That is cute. Except you are, she's yeah. using. And I think it is cute that, just expanding on this topic, that Susan Collins kind of shows that, like, you don't need to um, do things for a guy to stick around kind of thing. Like, there are nice guys out there. When you're older. When you're older and stuff. And not a dystopian novel. <laughs> no, but I think it's you just, like, showing... You a nice guy for a while. I think she's just kind of pointing out that, like, what? not all guys are... You know, wasn't a nice guy. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean by yeah, that? Yeah, he, he was playing that? games with her, too. What? How so? He lost oh. her. Okay, stop screaming. Okay, whether he had a plan in the beginning about um, if, what's it called, if she... Okay, so you know in the first book where he was all like, oh, I'm with the careers and I'm working with them and... He was doing it to protect her. That's still playing games. No. Yes. Matt, that stop still, screaming, it's too loud. That still is playing games, yeah. right? That's mind games. Yeah, but it was all for her protection. Okay, yeah. he did it once. Mind Compared game. to her, she's the doing it every single time she's with him. So, yeah, that's true. Again, but I, it's just example that they're both playing games. But he only played it once. No, because I think the end justifies He rolled the dice once. She's rolling it every single time. <laughs> but, like, so, everything she does... You mad at her, did I? Everything I like she her. does is not all about having PETA's safety. But everything PETA does, in the games at least, is for her safety, is for the betterment of her. He cares about her, but she only cares about herself. Yeah. So I I'm disagree with you saying that PETA's not a nice guy. All the no, time. I think he's a nice guy. I just think that he's playing games too. Like Once! This. So? And I think if they got to talk privately during the games, he would have told her everything. So mm-hmm. she, he wasn't going behind her back because if he had the opportunity to tell her everything that was going on, he would have. No, 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 he didn't. He didn't. When he went into those games, he kind of, we can assume that he had a plan that he was going to join the careers once that cannon went off, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. he chose not, and there are other things that he didn't tell her either. Like what? Like that he was going to say that he was in love with her. That's but, not playing. That's playing a game, and she called him out on it. But she said, if he, if she he, broke his neck. No, he didn't. She broke his. <laughs> she she like, threw him into glass yeah. or something. You know, okay. Oh, she broke a vase. A vase. And he yeah, fell yeah. on the shattered glass. Exactly. But if he had told her, because Hamish was in on this too, it's not just Peta. Mm-hmm. And Hamish probably told Peta, "Don't tell Katniss. We're going to leave her in the dark," because he wanted Katniss's reaction to be genuine. To be surprised. If she had known about it ahead of time, she would have said no, first off. Mm-hmm. And hey, look, it helped you out, you're alive. And she would have not, she's not a good actor. Jen mm. is, but Katniss yeah. <laughs> isn't. So, you know, she wouldn't have been able to pull that off. She would have been like, I agree. oh my god. Like, it would have been so obvious that, like, she didn't, she, that she knew ahead of time. I agree that she probably would have, like, protested it if um, she knew about it, but a game is a game, and, like, I think it shows that, yeah, they're both still teenagers. They're right. both still, like, so, yes, this is, like, all supposed to be, like, you know, they're all really smart and conniving because they have to figure their way out in this Hunger Games because they're, they're playing for their lives, like, and that 
that makes the game not a game, but it's, like, still, like, kind of immature. You know what I mean? But they are 17. As you I know, yeah, so that's mistakes. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, okay, they are. Okay, I thought yeah, you were saying, like, they are immature, they are 17. Yeah. And, yeah, again, that's why I feel like, Peter is a nice guy, but don't get me wrong, a game is game. He was immature with some things. See, he should have worked out a plan. Yeah. I feel like he may, if he tried to work out a plan and cooperated with Katniss, and the two of them were working together, even though Katniss kind of, you know, because she, okay, go with me here. When she met Rue, she yeah. was like, okay, I don't know how long this um, this friendship is going to lit like at, like last, but I'm still going to do it, right? That's right. what, that's kind of attitude she went into that. She's she kind of in denial about how long it would last, yes. Exactly. She could have done that with PETA, right? I don't know how long this alliance is going to last, but let's work together so we're not apart. But I think she didn't want to do that because she didn't want to fall for him and then have to kill him because that would destroy her. If you mm-hmm. fell for someone and then had to kill them, that would not be good. Yeah. But in the same token, going against what I just said, she did the same with Rue. She kind of, like, yes. in a different way, she fell for her. But yeah. I mean, the, the reason why she first kind of felt for Rue and wanted to protect her and be in an alliance with her is because Rue helped her out to begin with, with the Tracker Jacker nest. True. Then she reminded her of Prim, and the whole reason that Katniss is in these Hunger Games to begin with is to protect Prim, because otherwise Prim would have been in the games. Yeah. So she kind of felt on those two notes that she had to protect Rue. It's kind of like her obligation. Like, she was yeah. in debt to her and the whole Prim um, alike. I thing. agree with the Tracker Jacker thing, but I have to say that I don't agree with the helping... Because you're in debt to your, you know, like, the family member thing. Like, Peter's still from the same district. Like, they had a bond with that. And, like, before the game, they bonded over that, that they knew the same things. They viewed the other districts the same way because they were from the same place. And it technically, Katniss was still in debt to Peta because of the whole bread thing. Like, That's she true. saw that. That's true. So, a game is a game is a game. I guess. Peter's playing games. I don't even know how that started, but that's my insight. Okay, I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of going off on a tangent here. So, we were talking about how PETA is, and Katniss, both, like, 17-year-olds, like, they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. But, like, in what other way that we haven't already said in this discussion is PETA not, like, perfect? Because every everywhere else, he's kind of, like, perfect. Like, sure, he's not, like, I don't know, like, really great with swords or something, but that's, like... Mm-hmm. His I, athleticism, but... Right, but I, I'm, I'm targeting more at, like, his character traits. Like, what... What is an imperfection of his? Oh, because flawed. it almost seems like he's too perfect. He's not real. I feel you. Yeah. You know? Oh, and that's the that's issue true. I have with PETA. Because at least Katniss is real. She's a little bit selfish. But I, know, think that, I think that's what makes PETA so, like, desirable. But like, that's why, like, people of the districts like him and respect him. And, like, he's more of a leader face because, like, they really don't see any flaws in him. Because he's, that makes him a role model. But that makes him unrealistic at the same time. I see. But then that's kind of the thing that they need, though. Like, maybe they don't need, like, a reality because they're living in this reality that, like, they had, they're under, like, a basic dictatorship. They need someone who's, like, a basically, like, a godly figure. Mm. I think as a character, he's good for the other characters in the book. Exactly. But for a reader, it's unrealistic. Exactly, bit. because we're not used to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, at, the, at a time of, like, this desperation when they need somebody, and if Katniss is, like, in this staged position that, like, in the third book where she has, like, forced herself to act like this... Whereas, like, Peter can just waltz in and say some rousing speech. Yeah. I think that, it like, they need, they need that, they need that pursuit of perfection. Like, they need someone who's, like, good standing, who doesn't have, and doesn't display any form of flaws. Because that means that, like, they can look up to him, that he's that type of role model. 
But even That's though, why he should have been the leader of the rebellion. Right, and he should have. But, <laughs> but the fact is, he wasn't. So what I don't understand is, as much as he like was somewhat of a leader, he wasn't the main leader. And everything you're saying, it would all make sense if he was the leader. But he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And for Susan Collins to, you know, make this character, like what? I think it's I because he didn't. He has a very like intense shyness. Like Pete is a very reserved person. He, he, he he's humble. He's, he's, he's not a, exactly shy. He's not the humble. pedophile yeah. thing. Like, watched Katniss walk home every single day. Yeah. But he yeah. didn't have the guts to go and talk to her. Like, he was just... Well, I mean, that's every little young boy with, like, a girl. Yeah. But, I mean, like, he just has that incorporated shyness. Like, he won't intentionally go up and say talk to people unless he's forced into that position. I think he, Would that be yeah. a flaw, then, I guess? Yeah, I think that's his flaw. I don't know. Well, no. yes, I do... No, no, no. I believe that's a flaw, but I want a bigger flaw. Sorry. <laughs> like, there needs to be, like, I think it's called Harmatia? Yeah, it's like H A H A R M T I A T I A. One A. Um, and it's like basically the fatal flaw in a character. And like their Achilles heel of Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, there needs to be something. But, see, here's the thing. What a lot of times. Okay. Sorry. You can think about it now. Just, okay, Immortal Instruments thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like this. I like Let's where just going. See. Okay, so for Clary, you have Jace and her other, who's her other? Simon. Simon. Okay, Jace and Simon. Simon's like the good, ter- stereotypically, the good guy, right? Right. Jace is like the bad guy. Right. If Jason's Peta- the bad boy. Yeah. If Peta... It's not Jason, it's Jace. Whatever that Jace. word is. If Peta were to have a really big flaw, like say, he doesn't know how to express his feelings, or he's mean and he likes to hit people. I don't know. You know, if he had a really big flaw, would that change him from being the golden boy to the bad boy? And would that make you like him more? Mmm, I like that. Would just one flaw make him the bad character? And then that would become kind of stereotypical. Like, oh, she's falling for the bad boy. You know? But you can't help it! (laughs) You can't help it! I love... You love bad boys? No, I'm not going to say it. I think it would have been interesting if Gail had been more of a bad boy, because he kind of is, but, like, one more flaw, it would have been interesting to see if she went for, like, the golden boy, as you said, or, like, the bad boy. And, like, yeah. The, well, like, 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 she, she needs, like, she doesn't need a bad boy in her life. No. She but is like, a bad boy. For, for <laughs> Gail, if Gail was a bad boy, like, if being rebellious and wanting to get out was really a bad thing... Which like, I think it is. Which no, 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 really but Katniss views it as a good thing. Like, wow, you... Oh, like, noble. Yeah, like, it's a noble thing. If that was really, like, a bad thing, like, you're crazy. No, no she says that, but, um... <laughs> like, if it was a but bad you thing... Wait, right. she says if that. If it you was a bad right. thing, then, yeah, he would be the bad boy. Mm-hmm. Right. If it if they if changed it the perspective worse. of it. That's interesting, yeah. But... This is really interesting. I'm liking this. I think Gail's, like, a mix of a bad boy and a golden boy. But how how is Gale a golden boy then? He's Katniss. When golden he boy. saved all no, those people. Peter's Katniss is golden boy. <laughs> when he saved all those people from District Twelve before it was gonna get bombed. That's true. And how he like stood up to be like a major figure in the war. And he's a bad boy because he made those bombs that killed Prim and other children. But is that for the but better? But all for- this is just from a the side of the like behind enemy lines. That's a good thing. You know, he's right. fighting the thing. So, for our perspective, because we're in Katniss's shoes and who's fighting the rebellion, I mean, fighting the capital, all of the stuff he did is good, but if we were on the other side, it, he would be the bad boy. Right. It's morally, you know, bad. He's and like wrong. the bad boy without being the bad boy. He's doing bad things, but it's not bad for our characters that we like. Right. 
Because we enjoy that because like we don't we don't actually act like that. But it is bad. It's, it's like not we, in our nature. It's to like act we like want that. it bad, but not so bad. You know like what we I mean? want, we want, yeah. we want characters that like are different from ourselves. That's what makes a book really interesting and really good. We want them to be the bad guy without being the villain. We don't want to. I disagree with you, Matt. I mean, it depends on the book. Like, we don't want. A, we don't want to read about a character that like does all their homework on time. You're right. And, like, you know, you're completely right. Hermione, she's, 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 you not like but reading Harry But she's like. It's not just solely her. Right. She has like three the main other, she has three other com- she has two she, other people that yeah, like that balance her out. Yeah. But so, I, I I like if I'm reading a book, I would rather have the character be like me so I can relate to the character. But that kind of, that makes it boring because like, you already know who you are. But then you, you already you know relate, how you and act. It's, and it's a way of But isn't it like reading? with friends for instance, you can relate with your friends. If you had completely opposite with a friend, that would not work. That would clash. But that makes a book so interesting because mm. because if a book, if a character has okay. different opinions than yourself, that makes it more interesting because, like, it sparks more thought, more imagination. Like, you want to continue reading to see, like, what else the character has to say. If the character, he, like, you agree with the stuff the character says, okay, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's kind of like, okay, this is getting boring now. Yeah, I guess. Going Fair. off of the friends thing, I see both of your sides because... With friends, yes, you're drawn to people who agree with you, but at the same time, you can also be drawn to someone who's completely different. To have a new perspective. And to have a new perspective and be like, wow, that person really makes me laugh because they think the strangest things are funny. Exactly. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I think both are, th- both are like, For valuable. example, like, I'm friends with Rosie, even though like Rosie has like this completely different mind aspect than I do. We're talking but, about Rosie, who was on Rosie the show last episode. But like, it's because like she has such a beautiful mind. Like, she sees the world in like, this whole different perspective. Right. Which is absolutely amazing. Like, because well, you I'm and Rosie are really similar. Not, well, we, we mm. never used to be. I, guess. I used to be a really... She's changed you. She's molded. I used to be a really... clone. I used to be such a biased person and, like, so closed-minded yeah. and opinionated. But, like, after being friends with Rosie, like, just seeing... Is it all like, Rosie, though? Person, not really, but, like, Bailey was a part of it, too, but... It's just like you see That's having different friends that like speak up. <laughs> do you like see the world in like a different eyes? That's the point of a friendship. It's not mm-hmm. just so like you can make a relationship like not that you have shared things in common. That's still like an important aspect. But you also want friends to have different different opinions because that's like what makes a friendship grow stronger like we have different opinions do we yeah (laughs) we certainly do but um don't inform me of these after the show but um like if everything was similar about us i get bored with you (laughs) what like not yet like because i remember in middle school i used to say to my friends like we're so i used to say like we're so similar like i said to all my friends like we share the same ideas and everything and then like four years later i don't talk to those friends anymore Right. You need a balance of both. Exactly. Yeah, I guess. You need a balance of someone who's you like... You need a Rosie and you need hey. a Kira. You need... Exactly. You need <laughs> and then Rosie your life is complete. <laughs> yes. Um, except... I, okay, I won't go there. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, no exceptions. Um, I, I think that you need a balance of both because you need someone who's similar to you so you can relate to that person and you need someone not similar to you so you can break out of your comfort zone. Bring this back to the story. I feel good. like, again, you need a balance of good and bad. I don't know how... Peter, I don't know exactly... Peter's a good character, is. and Gail's not necessarily okay. the bad character. And I think that's why there's a really strong love triangle here, because no one's the villain. The villain. <laughs> this is what I was saying before. It's like, we want a bad boy. People tend... This is a stare... Not a stare. This is a generalization, that 
people want a bad boy, but they don't want, or a bad character, but they don't want it so bad that they become the villain. It's right. like a fine line. And I don't know if any You want of a the, little rebellious, but you don't want evil. Yeah. Like, I and that, I don't think any of the characters have gone there. No, but to be honest, I think that's why Katniss is debating like her attraction towards either Gale or Peta. Right. Because Gale is not necessar- necessarily a bad boy, but she, he like institutes these type of things, like little subtle things yeah. that that like makes him a bad boy. And since she is a girl, there, she has hormones, so like she has feelings, so she like she it, she finds that somewhat attractive. I feel like realistically, like talking it out now, I feel like they're kind of the same kind of character, but they go about things in different ways. Exactly. See, I think she's really similar with Gail because they kind of they didn't grow up together, but whatever age they were when they met up with each other, um, you know, they have been together quite a min- quite a lot of years. And so I feel like they're really similar. They both kind of grew up in the scene and they both kind of had to hunt for food and like a lot of the same things. And they have, mm-hmm. he's a little more like rebellious and outspoken than she is, but that's kind of where it ends for, um, but he's also know, kind of different than she is and more emotional. Yes. He's kinder. Family, yeah, he's more yeah. emotional than she. He's is. more emotional. I think so. Yeah. When does she ever openly express her emotions? And when does she I'm not, ever openly? I'm not saying emotions. emotions like crying emotions. No, I'm but saying like, saying like how she he, him I saying, you. "I really need to get out of here. I really need oh, to," okay, you know, gotcha. that's emotional. You know. But also, you have to take into consideration that at the end of the third book, Gail goes off to District Two. Yeah. She doesn't talk to him anymore. Right. And well, that's what we assume. No, but she she actually says it. Like, oh. I mean, no, I don't know if she actually said that, but I recall, like, she doesn't see him anymore. Like, he made no effort to talk to her either. It's um, because she says, I have enough fire in my, like, she had Gail. Gail was a fire. Like, she says it to her. She compares herself to Gail, both being a fire. Right. So, like, that's what I was and saying Pita's before. Like, saying like, that if you're exactly the same, your friendship is not going to last as long. And with Peta, I feel like is she's really similar with Gail. And with Peta, it's very different. He's very, he's an artist, so he has this kind of, different perspective on the world as you were saying like with Rosie or whatever not that she's an artist at all but um Kylo's no just kidding yeah actually I'm not kidding stop thank you it's her boyfriend um not mine yeah right Rosie's Rosie and I broke up so she's got this right yeah (laughs) so with PETA I feel like they're really different because he's he's kind of grown up like a merchant in that merchant class Mm -hmm. and you know he's He's more emotional. He's a little more girly, I guess you could say. Well, I don't want to say feminine. Yeah, he's more in touch with his feminine side. Well, he's not like wearing a feather boa. No, I know you're you're taking that too literally. (laughs) You're taking that too literally. Well, I'm just I'm saying that because like it's confusing for the listeners. Um, I don't think it is that confusing. Okay, whatever. Yes, he's he's more aware of his emotions and is able to go with that. So I think that's one of the reasons why they end up together. I mean. Gail kind of did kill her sister, which kind of puts a little downer on their relationship. But, yeah. Downer. <laughs> <laughs> Gail didn't directly kill her. Right, but it was his innovation that led to her death. That. Yeah. I always forget that Prim died. <laughs> like, what were these I three don't, books? People are always like, Prim died. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Why did I read these books? <laughs> they could have just stopped a couple chapters after like, the reaping, you know? Like, you're, like, into the book, it, like, the first book, you're, like, three chapters in, you're like, yes, this is a great premise, and then all of a sudden there's a note, like, a sticky note, she dies in the third book, so yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it's it, Katniss, she dies. If you could see it, Crystal Ball. Yeah, like, that's, that's a good question, like, if... I'm sorry. No, this is an interesting thing, though. No, not before. Like, I'm just laughing at how long we've been talking. Like, if Katniss went to go see, like, a fortune teller, that kind of thing. Because okay. probably in, like, the Havre, the scene, that could exist. Um, <laughs> and if the fortune teller predicted that, like, your sister's going to die. Right. 
Do you think she still would have gone into it? It depends how... But, um, do you think she... I mean, she obviously still would have gone no, into it. No, your sister's gonna die. Everyone dies. No. Yeah. Really? But That's like, what I'm saying. Like, would it be specified? Right. Like, I'm what, asking like, you, like, would what, it be specified? Oh. Like, would it say, would it be like, she's gonna die before she's 16 or something? Yeah, or like, something like... This if she, way. If she dies, like, how... Like, what... The first book and the third book, how much difference is there? Two years or something? Yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah. she's 17 in this book. I think she was 16 in the first book, and I think she's still 17 in Mockingjay. So I think it's a span of about two years. Yeah. Okay. Because Prim seems much older in the third book. But I think that's just because she's had to grow up fast. Puberty. Well, not just puberty. I mean, actual, like, mental. She had to grow up fast. Or maybe the way we saw... How do you know she looks Prim older? In the first Kat, it describes her! Yeah, but it's not like, oh, you know, now we can see her face. No, but angles, like, oh my God. I think maybe right. the way that Katniss views Prim in the first book isn't, it's distorted. You know what I mean? Like, maybe she yeah. views her as the little, little dog. One. Yeah. So, and then by the third book, she's like, oh, wait, my sister's not a little duck, and she probably could have won the Hunger Games by herself. But well, she no, she's gonna- <laughs> that one, but... I won't go that far. All right. I don't even know how we started this whole tangent Basically, on a tangent. how the chapter ends. Yeah. Um, Right there. They turn on the TV. Evan, they Evan. turn on the Candace turns on the TV about um, a broadcast for District 13. Now she's paying attention to the background, which is supposed to be the Justice Building and the little Mockingjay that's supposed to fly away. Um, she notices that the um, this Mockingjay with the live shot of the reporter supposedly in Sup- District the 13. Supposed live shot. Yeah, the Mockingjay flies away in the corner again on the live shot. So she says the reporter has simply. In- is simply incorporated into the footage. So it's on a green screen yeah. or something. So if she's not in District 13 at all, which begs the question, what is? Mm. Which is supporting what Bonnie and Twill right. were saying. About last chapter, yes. yeah. All right. Awesome. Nice chapter. That turned into something that we did not think was going to Yeah, that's good. I was thinking a short chapter because the news was so long, but hey, you know. It's like the longest chapter ever. I know the song. Yeah, Me it's too. new. It just came out. No, it's not. No. 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 Well. Uh, Capital Opera, you guys know the drill works. They just pick a song that relates to the entire series now. So, uh, we selected Ho Hey by the Lumineers. So, let's go. I've been trying to do it right. I've been sleeping here instead I've been sleeping in my bed Sleeping in my bed So show me family All the blood that I will bleed So when listening to this song, I kind of related it to Katniss's family and kind of what she's going through, um, like, after the years that her dad died. Um, I mean, obviously, when it so says, show me family, I think Katniss is kind of thinking about how her family could have been if her dad didn't die and how she wouldn't have to be um, 
you know, the one in charge and her mom might actually be more present. Um, I'm thinking more of, like, before the books start. Um, and also the quote, look at what might have been. I guess kind of what I just said, like, if her dad didn't die. So, what'd you think, Matt? Uh, you belong with me, you're my sweetheart. Okay, so the chorus. Obviously, <laughs> obviously um... Peter and Katniss. Oh my gosh. Better. Can we like get away from that? Because every song we talk about that is like, so... Because it's true though. Like every song is prominent through that. Right. We need to pick songs that aren't about like... Well, oh, I love you. Soon. What? Finnick and Max. Finnick yes. Get to new characters soon. soon. Oh, Finnick and Annie. Oh, Finnick and Annie. Ouch. So what do you song. think, Matt? You got Ow. some stuff written down? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it? Yeah, you got it. You got it. That's it? Peter loves Katniss? That's it? That's all you got? Peter loves Katniss. Sitting in a tree. P plus K. Alright, so if you're interested in starting your own website over at squarespace.com, there's a two-week trial for you because you are a Nightlock Podcast listener. So to run your very own website, including your own domain name, such as .com, .org, or .net, as well as many others, email us host at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. Those are plugs. You can, <laughs> you can also email us with any other questions these are or plugs. comments about these episodes or previous ones. We're Just plugging. shoot us an email. Again, that is at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. You can also click the contact form on our website if that's easier. Again, that's nightlockpodcast.com. Okay. <laughs> so, like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash nightlockpod, P-O-D. And subscribe us on iTunes. You can find all those links on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. That's in the right, uh, yeah, right sidebar. Plug. And <laughs> if you do one thing for us, it would be to write us a review on iTunes. It's the best way to have our podcast seen by other fans like yourself. You may have discovered us through iTunes. Um, Shameless plug. And also, just, just thought of an interesting thing. You guys should email us in how you found us, because then maybe we can get uh, more listeners. Such as by searching if Kira and Matt from Outlook Podcast are dating. Yes. <laughs> oh, fun. my God, that's a top Google search. Yeah. We're a Google search. Yes, not me. I'm not a Google search. <laughs> maybe I don't want to be. <laughs> just okay. to remind you, I've added a new feature to our website. Now you can sign up for email alerts when episodes are uploaded and announcements are made. To sign up, just go to NightlifePodcast.com, and on the right sidebar, you'll see a box where you can insert your email address. Plug, Bam! Plug, 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 plug. All right, so, since we seem to be running out of recommendations, I thought of a new way to recommend oh, books. Why do we have to do this? Can we skip this? So, no. Ugh. You don't have to come up with anything. Just sit there. I hate sitting there. We end every show, every show recommending a book that our <laughs> listeners may enjoy. But since we're running low on recommendations, as I just said, we can we have added a new twist to the segment where you listeners can send in your favorite books and we'll recommend them to the audience. Yeah. You can send in your own book by recommend. Uh, your own book recommendation to nightlifepodcast at gmail.com. Just include a short summary. You can even copy and paste that from the web. Ugh. So Amber recommends The Goose Girl by Shannon Hale. And um, basically it's about a princess, Anna Dory. Anna Dory? Um, yeah, Anna Dory. Who has spent her life preparing to become the queen of her country. She has a secret that she can communicate with birds and her beloved horse, Falada. <laughs> Wait, why birds and one horse? <laughs> Her mother, <laughs> all birds and just one horse. Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> Whoop! Okay, That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> so her mother says to her one day that her younger brother is to rule the land, and she is going to another country to marry a prince that she has never met. So she goes on this long journey, and um, she to escape and run away, and all this crazy stuff happens. And so, um, yeah, so we want to recommend, Amber recommends the book The Goose Girl by Shannon Hale. All right, guys. So, yeah, those, that, I, I might read it. Maybe so I can figure out why she can communicate with <laughs> all birds. 
And one horse. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we'll end the episode there. We'll see you guys in December. It's a bird horse. <laughs> We're a flying horse. Like one of those Greek mythology it is a Pegasus. things. Maybe. It's a flying horse? It's a bird horse? It's a unicorn, you know. Bird horse. Bird horse. <laughs> Bird horse. Alright, bye. 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 Before the hilarious bloopers, I just wanted to let you listeners know about a Hunger Games event coming up. It's called The Hunger Runs, which is an adventure race like no other. It is designed with obstacles and challenges guaranteed to test your strength and endurance. You'll compete to win an insane 5K course. So whether you want to take on the challenge of finishing atop your wave, or just like to enjoy a day of obstacles with your friends, The Hunger Runs is plenty for everyone. The Hunger Runs is holding its first ever premier entertainment 5K obstacle course consisting of archery, wall climbing, spear tossing, and even balls of fire. So run the distance, shoot your way to victory, and win The Hunger Runs. This race will take place Saturday, January 12th in Santa Clarita, California. Being a Nightlock Podcast listener, you can use discount code HUNGERACTIVE and save 20% off. So to use this, go to HungerRuns.com. <laughs> What was that? I croaked. <laughs> when you don't open your mouth and something burp. like I, I don't burp, I just kind of like croak like a frog. That's why what? I do it. My mom and I do it. It's like a genetic thing. Oh, I think. Oh my gosh, you're croaking now. Um, what's it called? That happens to me, but like. When I drink water, I'll, like, open my mouth, and then you can, like, hear it go down. <laughs> yeah, but I'll just, like, like especially if I straighten my back and kind of, like, oh, it's weird. And act like a frog and jump around. <laughs> you like, pop. Yeah, it happens. Oh, my God, Matt. I can't put this in if you're going to laugh like that. It's so annoying. Anyway. I think it's funny when you click instead of laugh, and you're like... <laughs> Are <laughs> you a platypus? You want to talk about like when it's coming out? Or no. Shoot me down. <laughs> don't don't do it. It. No. <laughs> move your thing. Move your. Move it. Move it. Move it. Okay, thanks. I love to move. It's like a death. Okay. Oh no, it's no. You're right. It is a desk. No, it's a makeup table. Like a school desk. So based on the recent box office, box, oh, I'm gonna restart. <laughs> ox boxes, ox box, okay, night lock take two. <laughs> Please cut that out. I'll bleep that. Uh, there's gonna be some great bloopers this episode. Oh my god. Anyways, I think I'm gonna bring a lightsaber into English. Yeah, no, I think me, like a bunch of us are gonna bring it in, and then we're gonna have a duel. I know. I should bring my red you one. You should in. bring your red one in. Okay. I, have, I have a blue one. Wait, uh, what is this for? English? Yeah, yeah we have to bring in our favorite childhood toy. toy. Is that a little dorky though? What would Geeky? I do for my child? No. A little too much? No. For a lightsaber? I'm okay, a should 17 I bring, year old should girl. I, should I bring in the lightsaber or the Harry Potter no, one? No, guys don't like Do you want my Harry Potter? Okay, your Harry Potter one is $40. Please do not bring that to school. Okay, um, I almost, when want, I was in England, I almost bought like $40 wands for Victoria and Catherine. You bought one? Yeah. He bought one. He bought They're, Hermione's. They look awesome. They're really, they're really, really It's above really his headboard. Awesome. Or like it's on his headboard. sick. And it comes in that little mm-hmm. box. Yeah. yeah, I almost bought two of them from Victoria Catherine. Bloopers. And I missed the first day of school where it's like the intro, like, hi, I'm Mariah, it's your first class, and I'm like, hi, I missed the first day. <laughs> I like that voice. So. I, me as well. Holly. Uh, me? <laughs> me as well. Holly, yes.
We do have to have to We're have correcting the skill to correcting myself. <laughs> I'm just tired. I'm so tired of fixing my. You have mistakes. to articulate to be a podcaster. <laughs> when clarinetic, when clarinetic, when clarinetic. Okay, this is not going to go <laughs> And like your lips, your mouth starts hurt. You have to like say like you have to say the word. You have to like, now the word Q and T. It's like Q T, like Q T. Um, what's it called? I just have my bug if it makes you feel any I'm a real boy. We have record breaking, real record breaking. Oh god. We have record- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad podcaster. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I love you anyways. <laughs> Don't make that weird! Don't make it weird! <laughs> 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 That's my baritone voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>